before we get into like your background, I want to know, tell me about the decision behind leaving food and beverage to go back to rooms. Wow, that's an interesting uh, question. So I was actually, uh, my career started in housekeeping and uh, rooms. Um when I moved from Puerto Rico, that is when I'm actually uh, was raised to California, uh, I have one of my mentors. And one of the things that I mentioned was I want to be a director of operation or a, like a hotel manager and a future general manager that understand both worlds. My revenue comes from obviously banquets and also rooms. So I want to be just like well-rounded. Um, after I have a lot of fun in food and beverage. Um, I have the opportunity to work for Sandestin as an assistant director of firms. And it took me a little bit to, to challenge myself uh, and be like, okay, after uh, spending so, much, so many years in banquets, are you ready to come back to rooms in, that, in this position that it's, um, is a senior leader position? So I made the decision. I felt comfortable uh, with it, but I knew that I will have the challenge of of seeing the uh, operation in a different perspective, right? Now having food and beverage and also rooms in both hands makes me well-rounded, um, but it was a decision coming more from, from stepping into uh, a senior leadership role than, than and, and also, um rooms gives you the steadiness of uh, of the day while banquets it's more uh i will say hustling and bustling uh right so um it was it was a, a definitely a challenge it, it, it was just for me to take the challenge of of coming back to rooms in this position yeah because um i think you brought up an interesting point that i think a lot of hoteliers and like a lot of our listeners will um, maybe relate to is that like once you set yourself up on a certain career path whether that's like a you know you always hear like okay they're on the food and beverage trajectory or they're on the the rooms division trajectory or they're in the sales trajectory um, it's hard for people to break away from that um, and I think and diversify themselves because people usually you see a typical career and they'll come up like, you know, a front office track and, um, you know, or they'll do a, a sales track or whatever the case might be. Do you, uh, do you find that there's special value in kind of diversifying yourself? And if so, uh, what is the biggest piece of that for you? Um, what I will recommend to every hotelier is that um, they – we have the luxury, we are so lucky uh, to work for hotels that make themselves well-rounded. If they have the opportunity, if they are right now MITs, if they are uh, working as a J1s, if they are working as an assistant manager, take the challenge, move around, go around, um, prepare yourself to be the leader that uh, young hoteliers will need. Um, understand your operation, understand your processes. So then you can definitely, um, when you are talking to another people, when you are talking to a guest, you can understand what is happening in food and beverage. Why did they make that decision? But also you are in rooms and you can understand um, 
what is happening again? What is happening in food and beverage? If you're in food and beverage, what is happening in rooms? And then you can merge that experience, and then you can you can be uh, you can be an asset for your operation. Um, I don't know if that responds to uh, your your question, but for my position, being in food and beverage and being in rooms, I encourage everybody that is listening to take the step. We are so lucky again to work in hotels. We have everything in one building. Just take the challenge. Do it. Nothing is going to happen. You can always come back to rooms. You can always go back to food and beverage. You just need to understand and know where your passion is. In this case, for example, if um, my passion is in, in is overall hotels, right? Um, but I was lucky enough to have that experience. And then at my age, coming back to rooms. And then if there's another opportunity in food and beverage, then I will feel comfortable just to going back. Because when I started to work in hotels, actually in, in with, with my dad, we needed to do everything, right? From running towels to preparing the jet skis and uh, uh, also signing the papers for the guests. So I feel that that uh, experience put me in a mentality that doesn't matter where I go or where I put myself into it, I just need to handle it. So um, my first day in banquets after being in rooms uh, was a wedding uh, at the Four Seasons San Francisco for 350 people. Half of the room was uh, the ceremony and the other half of the room, everything was ready to do the turn. So you have me, I mean, it's, it's a chaos. Everybody's like, the guests are leaving the ceremony, people are getting ready. And I just stand there and I was like, okay, do I either start running tables and, and, and helping the houseman <laughs> or I go back to the front desk? Um, I was nervous, but the passion made me do it. So uh, I will say that how did I overcome that was easy because the passion moved me just to be part of that great experience being part of that moment made me just like do it and want it more 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 and if that day we finished that um that ballroom getting ready at that ballroom for dinner and if you put me back to run a 500 uh check-in it was just a passion it was just the 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 opportunity to be part of something right um and the transition was easy um was not complicated for me maybe the learning the technical part of okay understanding how they was the tip distribution that we don't have in in rooms right um as you said running food or understanding the food uh definitely was challenging but like i always uh tell everybody that works for me um side by side if you have 90 percent if you understand that 90% of what we do is to have a service heart, is to serve, right? Is to have passion for what we do. That 10% That's, is a piece Well, of I cake. think um, what you're saying echoes a I lot about, um, you know, things that we've brought up time and time again on Hospitality MD about soft skills. Like, it, you know, you can mm -hmm. learn the tip distribution. You can learn how to check somebody in. You can learn how to make a bed, you know, you can learn all these things and all these things are skills that can be acquired, but, you know, passion, flexibility, uh, wanting to be there, you know, enthusiasm, empathy, all these things, 
I mean, that's transcendental, whether you're in banquets, whether you're a senior leader in the rooms division, or even if you're a room attendant or a front desk agent. I mean, um, I, I do believe that's what will set the best hoteliers apart time and time again. Of course. Of course. Yes. And um, what I have uh, overcome, uh, maybe in uh, the past, maybe, I don't know, five years, it's that we we have um, hoteliers. And it's very important that we talk about this. It's very, very important. Um, we have ho hoteliers or, or, or people that want to work in our industry um, because they can grow fast. They can make money. Uh, they can have a title. Um, but they lack the passion. They like they lack that uh, service heart. They lack uh, the um, service beyond reason to serve others, to be a purpose um, of 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 love and operation, right? To to develop people, and it's important that the people that are listening understand that um, hospitality is not for everybody. Unfortunately, our industry has been. Oh, you can go and work in hotels. Yes, you can come and work in hotels. But there is much more than um, you need to put your heart into this. Um, if you are growing right now and you're being a leader, you're being a senior manager, you have a huge responsibility. We have we have uh, a lot of competitors. We have Airbnbs. We have BRBOs. We have um, we have we have a huge competition out there. So the only thing that is saving our industry is us, is the people, is the passion, right? So I encourage everybody that is listening and that have uh, the opportunity to work in hotels to have a second thought. Do I'm doing this because I actually love this job and put the effort and you will be rewarded. Um, and if you are not, then find your passion because it's very, very important. Um, with the competition that we have out there, we need to make the most. Robots are coming. We don't want robots in our hotel. Yes, we have to have to. We need to be the industry that stay uh, untouchable with the warmth of being the um, that uh, interaction with people. So um, again, my dad have uh, um, business in, in hotels and it's water sports, it's recreation. So um, I was 14. When my dad is like, okay, you guys are ready. We're going to go and work. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? So um, at that moment, Puerto Rico is very popular, obviously, for the beaches and the resorts, right? We are a yeah, vacation land, uh, 365 uh, days. So um, at that moment, uh, a Wyndham resort opened in, um, in Puerto Rico. Beautiful hotel, amazing. So uh, he started a water sport concession there, and I was 14 when he took us to work. Immediately, um, we entered the hotel, obviously, from the back of the house. And when we were, um, the day passed, I mean, a lot of sun, a lot of talking to the guests and so forth. And my dad uh, told me, let's go and uh, deliver the room charges to the, to the, to the front desk. <laughs> At that moment, when I was 14, was paper room charges that the guests needed to sign and all that. Yeah, now you have like everything connects, right? The interface. So 
we went from the back of the house. I remember that we went out to uh, some stairs and then we turned to our left or our right. And then suddenly we were in this majestic front desk, like coming from the back of the house, seeing everybody running, everybody um, making it happen. And then suddenly walking to this majestic, I mean, marble floor, big chandeliers, um, people checking in in a professional uh, manners and attires. And then suddenly we were there and I was like, what? And in that moment, I noticed that my dad, I guess what was passing by and my dad stopped me because the guests needed to pass first. I almost cried. I was like, wow, this is the, this is the expectation. Like um, if you were not working like at the front desk or were assisting, I guess, at the lobby and you were part of like banquets or recreation and so forth and you didn't, you didn't need it to be at the lobby, you needed to go to the back of the house. So for me, I fell in love with this industry that moment when I, um, I was able to see how people were running in the back, crazy, screaming, super loud. And then in the front, everybody was behaving perfectly. And that, um, that making it happen, and then the guests didn't know what was happening in the back and all that, I was like, wow, I mean, what is this? So it's like a showtime, right? Um, and the way that I explain it all the time is like, okay, here in the back of the house, we are like uh, when you're in Broadway, right? They are putting their makeup on, you are all relaxed, and then suddenly, I guess call you in because they have a service opportunity. You're in show time, right? And, and it's amazing. I found it very, very interesting. I found it um, that it's amazing. We are so lucky um, to work in hotels. I think everybody who really, really is passionate about this has a moment like that or, or a situation that, you know, you can remember just falling in love with it to a certain extent um i think for me it was similar except I, this was before i had even worked in hotels i think i was a guest um and just just was fascinated for whatever reason by just how a hotel was even running how everything was working the magic of you know, you leave for the day and your room gets clean and it's just poof. You know, when you come back in the day, everything is just immaculate. Um, you know, a grand lobby and beautiful front desk and well-trained mm -hmm. professional staff. It's a sight to be seen. I think it's so cool that, like, you got to experience that with your dad for the first time. And, like, you probably saw your dad in a different light, too, after seeing him, like, as like a, almost like a seasoned hotel professional at that moment, you know, it, it really changes your perspective on things. So, so exactly. you did that for, you know, you were 14. How long did you do that before, oh, before you decided you wanted to move on and do like be in the hotel operation a little bit more in depth? So very funny. So um, years passed and I was around maybe 16 or 17. And in Puerto Rico, you needed if you're in high school, you need a permission to work. Right. Like now here we have seasonal uh, uh, employees. Right. Uh, for our recreation department as well uh, here at San Destin. So um, one day 
um, my dad also have a line of um, sunscreen. So um, in the tiki bar, we have this person. I remember that he was making like hats and um, uh, I don't know animal sculptures from the uh, from the uh, trees leaves, right? So I asked, hey, can you make me like a little bowl that I can put some ice to put the uh, aloe vera? And he's like, oh, of course. So I was actually standing in a towel hut and I put it in there. And then this gentleman um, that was about to enjoy the pool um, asked me, oh, what are you selling there? And I'm like, oh, and then I started talking like a sales professional. I have never actually, I didn't even, even knew about the ingredients or anything. and just started talking to him. So um, I noticed that this gentleman walk uh, with another uh, people that were on like suits and walk all the way to Iwana Water Sports. That is where my dad have uh, his concession. And he started talking to him. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. This person complains. And um, oh. he was the general manager of the hotel. And he asked my dad, I know. My dad, who is that young lady that you have over there? She's very oh my young. Gosh, that's and my dad crazy. told him, that's my daughter. He's like, I want her for the front desk. And, and then the hotel uh, signed me for, for as a front desk agent uh, at the West End. And like, then that after that, cool I just story. like continue working in hotels. So um, my sister was living in San Francisco. Uh, she came to United States to do her master in arts. And to be very honest, I was already, I felt that I have the, I have the industry in Puerto Rico with my hands. I already knew how to deal with, mm -hmm. with uh, those type of kids, right? That they were coming to enjoy the beach, um, to the snowbirds, right? And I already like, understand that that uh that market and i felt very comfortable also um we have we have hotels in puerto rico of course and um i already worked like almost in 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 the in the biggest uh hotels right so i was looking for my next challenge i was like okay so what is next for me so i went and visited my sister for my birthday mm -hmm. to san francisco and we she passed me to the fisherman's wharf and there's more hotels there and i'm like wow i mean and 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 to be very honest we as a hoteliers we are gypsies right we are jumpers we like to be oh my god and this is opening and let's get the next challenge right so um i was like i feel that uh there's a place for me here so i stayed with my sister for two weeks I, uh, at that moment, I was the front office manager at a Sheraton in Puerto Rico. Um, I went back, I applied for a position, and before the second week of me applying for a position, um, I received a call for a Marriott at the Fisherman's Wharf. So I went back, I did the interview, and, and I moved. Um, and then I started to look for for what was next for me. It was more for a challenge than actually uh, thinking of the mainland and for for me to understand you had the business in another level, right? And that was the way it goes. Say, I know you probably had a couple 
challenges, obviously, as with any new position or new place completely. But um, what would you find that your biggest learning curve was? Um, with the employment, I would say with employees, I'm sorry. Um, coming from from to be a, a full time Spanish speaker, right? With uh, we we do have union in in Puerto Rico, but it's 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 different, right? And coming to a uh, such diverse uh, yeah. uh, area like is San Francisco, right? That you can have people from India, you can have people from the Philippines, Mexico, Chile, you name it, right? And um, understanding uh, the weight of work, their words, right? And for, for me, it was the language, to be very, very honest. Even though that we speak English in Puerto Rico, coming to be a, a full-time uh, English speaker and, and understanding the way that people was behaving. Um, also, going back to, we are very passionate about how we deliver uh, the service in Puerto Rico. And, and going back as what we were talking earlier, uh, founding people uh, with a long tenure in hotels um, in the same position, understanding the the hotel from A to C, not being able I, to I, change to, very similar to deliver myself, properly, uh, in, right? In that was and that was also the biggest props challenge. To you because the union in California is like on a different level, right? Um, and and that can make it certainly more challenging for managers to to run these hotels. Um, but it's sometimes it's hard because like you and I, like we have so much passion for, for what we do in hotels. And it's almost like sometimes it's hard to imagine that somebody else wouldn't even feel like slightly even the same way that we do mm -hmm. and be, and be working in a hotel. Like, you know, it's easy for us to say like, this is an honor that you would even be a bellman here or that you would be um, a room attendant. Like you have to honor this commitment that you have to making somebody's life, you know, special for the time that they're here. Um, however, not everybody feels the same way. Um, and it's, it can be definitely a little bit difficult to manage those people um, when you're coming at it from a, uh, from a completely different lens that, um, you know, that other individual is. So, mm -hmm. A lot of people deal with this, right? Especially, you know, your managers. What's your biggest advice to those who who may be having to come to terms with whether it's, you know, just the general union issues or uh, employees that aren't motivated or stagnant long tenures in the same position? Just what's your advice to those people who are managing these types of employees? So the first thing that I tell my my staff is that they need to understand that they are they have the spotlight, right? We are we're on stage um, and that they need to be in command. They need they feed from your energy. Our employees feed from your energy. So if you're wear, wearing a suit, you need to understand that you are the person that is driving the energy of your of your department. So every morning, you need to be the loudest person in the room. Every morning, you need to be the person that is encouraging them. And even though they, you will not see it at the moment, like a, a change right away, if you just be consistent and understand that you're in command, that you're the captain 
of your department and that you are here to move them into the right direction, you cannot stop. You need to come every morning with the same energy, with the same determination that you are here to make a change. You are here to move this department. We are here to create experiences. And it doesn't matter, right? How is, we are here to make it happen. So that's my biggest advice. And, and very interesting, we just came from, from a meeting today with, with um, my uh, managers. And um, one of the things that I was um, mentioning uh, to them is our staff need to understand that we are here for them. So we need to care, but at the same time, we need to be fair, right? Um, we need to drive them. They're inside of them. They want to be managed. They want to be lead. They want to, to, to have a purpose and to feel that they belong. So then we need to give that to them. Be in command, be passionate about, about what you do and drive them. Come here every day. I know we all have um, our days, but we just need to put that suit on and then you are in the spotlight. You need to, to be the loudest, the, the person that has the I, biggest I energy in the room. And then you will see how everything evolves slowly but surely. If they have been in a position for 25 years, they must be doing something right, right? And if, if they're not doing something right, so then we are here to make sure that we develop them, that we take the best of them, right? Uh, even if they are 25 or 30 years in their, in their positions. But um, we as, as, a, as, a, as a leaders as well, is, is the, as you mentioned, is the trust and the respect, they have been doing the job for a very long time. What can we learn from them? And sometimes you have an idea and just having them on your side of with that trust, with that respect, and you can slowly change one thing here, one thing there, and then suddenly they are doing the things the way that you want it, <laughs> right? Um, People skills in this industry are interested. It's, it's psychology. It's 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 being a mom and a dad. Yes, it's it's incredible because you're you're managing feelings. Uh, you're managing feelings all 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 day, right? Um, because they're expecting you to listen to them and and to understand them, right? But also encourage them and and make them better. And and you will you get discouraged when people are not moving as fast as they are you are expecting, uh, right? But um, when I go back home and I have a a, a moment that my ego um, spoke louder than 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 myself, what Albania is all about, right? I go back home and then I meditate, and um, I put everything in perspective. And sometimes when you have this ego coming out of your chest because you have this big promotion, because you're making a little bit more money or, or all that, it's because then I, I myself, and I feel that um, maybe people that are listening uh, too, if you're a leader that have uh, a lot of ego, you haven't found your purpose or you have lost your purpose. And you need to go back to yourself. Come back home. Come on, come back home, right? And and, and meditate and and analyze what is your purpose? Why are you here? 
while you're stepping into this position, what is you're here to make people better. You're here to create experiences. And immediately you put that suit on, again, everything starts to unfold in. For the people that are listening, it's very important that we support the hoteliers that are putting the hours, that are putting the time to make their properties better. At the end of the day, we are one heart. And we need to make sure that we continue to, to assist and to help other hoteliers that are out there asking for information that, of course, doesn't affect anybody's employment. But you can also give an advice. You can always um, um, talk from your experience, right? doesn't need to be a document. Maybe it's just a matter of experience. You've probably seen the flip side to that yeah. as well, which is when somebody feels so egotistical that they are unwilling to share information. They feel like that person exactly. is going to be better than me if I tell them something or they are secretly plotting that they want somebody else to fail behind the scenes or whatever that I, I've seen it so many times. Um, and, and ultimately, those people, mm -hmm. it will catch up to them. It will catch up to them. People who genuinely care and like who share the same passion, like mm -hmm. we're in the same boat. It doesn't matter if you work for a Sheridan or, a, you know, a Hilton or, or a Four Seasons oh, or a, uh, IHG. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you work down the block and you're a competitor. We're all going to grow as one heart. I love the way that you say that. One heart, one, one servant's heart. I'm an energy driven right i like to move people i like to to i like to have people to understand their purpose of what uh the why's and what they're doing here um for me i been putting myself in this position of being a well-rounded and understanding the the operation in in different apps uh, aspects um I feel that the legacy that I want to to leave, right, is that to every brand that I touch, it's it's not about the brand, right? I'm 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 not here for the brand. I'm here to make you better. I was I work at the Sheraton. I was not Sheraton. I was Albania making Sheraton better. I moved to the Four Seasons. I was not Four Seasons. I was Albania making Four Seasons better. What I uh, and now here, right? Um, what my commitment and my legacy is to leave people in a different mindset, in with a different energy. It's like, oh, when Albania was here, uh, we learned this, and they they continue evolving in what they learned um, from service to process to to you name it to the product right that that's our our target is actually our people the process to make them better um even though sometimes i go all the way personally to be very honest right they implement things that they learn at work in their personal lives um and that's that's great and that's amazing and i have had that too <laughs> and then uh the product um i i made the commitment to every property that i go to develop the people, to take the best of them, um, to enhance their product and their process. And then I go. <laughs> and then I go to my next assignment. <laughs> yes.
Um, so for it's me, another it's, piece it's of all your about legacy, that. Right. Um, I have uh, hotels like the Four Seasons, they still using the amenities that we implemented, the ideas. So every time that I see that picture over there, I'm like, yeah, yes, they're still using that, right? That's a legacy there, the way that exactly, yes. And, and I encourage um, every person that is hearing this, um, this podcast today um, and that they um, don't, don't take things with you. Leave them there because that's the, the, that's, that's the time that you put there. It's a proven time and experience. That's your stamp. I noticed that you have had you know, quite a few hotel jobs, some of them you've had like six months, 10 months, less than a year, one year. What do you say to the people who say that, oh, you didn't put your time in at that property or, you know, have you ever heard that before? When I decided to move uh, to this position in Sandestin, I uh, recently moved from um, uh, Marriott to an independent luxury collection hotel in San Francisco. And my mentor, my food and beverage mentor, uh, mentioned it, Albania. I mean, it's too soon. Dude, you need to stop jumping. And um, that was the first time that I heard that I hear um, somebody telling me stop jumping because I feel that our industry is different. You need to go where you need it to be. You need to go where you where where is your your calling, right? Um, I'm the type of, of hotelier that I like to go, and I will say the word uh, broken, but it's actually, uh, let's call it um, properties that need improvement. And I like to go there, see their challenges, listen to that person that's interviewing me, um, challenges, and come in here and make them better. Also, I have the luxury that I haven't, um, for the past maybe four years, I haven't applied for a position. So people actually was uh, looking for me to give me these opportunities. So it was easy for me to, to make the decision. And I, I have been blessed to work with, with great leaders and mentors. Um, I work for Hani Kirolos, that is my food and beverage mentor um, at Four Seasons Hotel Nia and Cavallo Point. And then my room's mentor, that is Flavia Bonilla, <clears throat> she actually called me for, for this position. And, and the transition of leaving my mentor was harder than actually thinking, okay, I'm, I, I was just here for six months. But the six months that I spent at, um, at, my, at my previous property, they were they were filled they felt like two years we improved product we improved the people we improved the processes um and i feel good because uh it's just a matter of leaving the property in a good standing and then going to your next also it's important that uh you settle right that you understand why it's how long do i need to be here uh our uh path in hotels is like a chess game right you need to see where you need to move next because you also have a personal goals, right? But you also need to be prepared as a leader to step into your next um, position. Um, I have been lucky to have mentors by my side that have been developing me to another level. Um, people that are listening, if you still haven't found your purpose, 
your mentor and you're still in a hotel and you have been there for five years, stay there. Take it easy and learn because you will receive that calling that is your time to move. Mine has been fast and everybody's journey is completely different. Mine has been fast because I like to go to properties and fix them and, and improve them and, and, and I'm a doer, right? Um, but it's also okay to stay in a property and make a difference in that property. I'm constantly drawn to where can I make the biggest impact? What, uh, you know, opportunities do I have to, um, change people's lives in, in different things. And mm -hmm. I just love collecting and holding on to all the different people that I've met, the experiences, like, one thing that can be said about, you know, people who have had multiple uh, jobs is like, you know, how many different types of processes, teams, management, interviews like that you've been exposed to that it's like you can adapt at so quickly on a dime by following your calling, by doing what you believe is best for you and living that out. And I think collecting those experiences it makes you more versatile and almost makes you a bigger asset to whatever property would choose to have you. Now uh, we're just about out of time for the interview here. I think we'll definitely have to have you on for part two because I feel like there's so much more to talk about. Um, but before we end today, do you have any final words for our hospitality empty mm -hmm. listeners today? I think that uh, for first, I want to say thank you for uh, to you and to uh, Greg to put this together. We are uh, such in need of uh, talking about hospitality, and I just love that it's called Hospitality MD, right? Um, and just to to it, it's nothing is is perfect, right? We have our moments. We we have our our. Uh, ups and down in these, um, in, in hotels, right? Sometimes you just want to clock out and walk out of the doors and like, I don't want to do hotels anymore. I'm going to go work and work in another place. But the passion calls you back. I feel that um, we have mentioned everything, but I just want to remind everybody, find your purpose, find your place, find your calling. If you have been so lucky, okay, like us, to work in hotels, um, Make sure that you that the passion is driving you, that that you are here for the passion with purpose of serving, um, of serving others. And the universe will open the roads for you. If you feel that you don't have that passion to help us and, and make us better, um, find a mentor, listen and, and understand why have you ended up being in hotels. Right. And, and I will say that that's my, that's my final word. I'm here to help. I'm here to make sure that our industry um, uh, just evolve and, and, and everything uh, goes uh, better and well for everybody. So we are here to, to support each other.